my advice, not that anybody asked, but you're listening to me for free, so I guess I'm going to give you my advice. Maybe that means you asked. I don't know. Episode 1135 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode, best of ish edition. Today's quick tip monitoring your pace on race day. Hey, y'all, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, I've got a new thing available, and it's free, which means that the price is right. Whether the quality is there or not, that's that's for you to be the, the judge of. I like to think it's useful, uh, but I recently put together a little, a quick little guide. And I mean, it's, it's quick and it's little, but just some of my, like, I think seven, six or seven best tips for heart rate training. Obviously, if you've been around here for very long at all, and if you're new around here, get used to it, buckle up. I talk about heart rate training a lot. It's something that has been a a game changer for me. And whether or not you ever decide to go all in on heart rate training, I can't stress enough the value of embracing your easy runs, truly keeping those easy, whether you measure heart rate or not, that's up to you. But when it comes to heart rate training, I've learned a few things over the, goodness gracious, it's been six and a half years, I think, something like that. It's been a minute since I've been doing heart rate training. And uh, I tried to put together a quick little easy to understand kind of bulleted point list of uh, seven tips, seven keys to heart rate training success and kind of a little bit of explanation about them, some links to relative, relevant, not relative, although maybe relative, relevant resources that might help you further understand some of the why, as in why your heart rate monitor on your watch, which doesn't really monitor your heart rate, but that's another discussion for another day, why that's not good enough if you're serious about heart rate training. If you just want to have a, a, a guide to keep your eye on, sure, it's fine. But if you're into heart rate training, why do you need a heart rate strap? Well, we've got we've got research on that, like actual journal, American College of Cardiology research on that, all included, or at least with a link, you can you can go into the research if you want, um, in this little guide. So if you want to check it out, if you're if you're curious about heart rate training, been into it for a while and kind of wondering, like, I don't know, is this really working? Is it not? I don't know. Um, Disruns.com slash heart rate keys. All one word, heart rate keys. Uh, is the link disruns.com slash heart rate keys. Uh, check it out. It's an easy download. Like I said, it's, it's like eight slides. Um, I mean, it's like slides with bullet points, easy to understand, hopefully helpful. Check it out and let me know what you think. Disruns.com slash heart rate slides. I'm sorry, heart rate keys. Get it right. Diz. It's your own, it's your own damn thing. Get it right. Disruns.com slash heart rate keys. So today taking a little, a little, a little trip back down memory lane, best of ish edition, which, you know, if you've been around, we do this every month, but we don't usually do it when there's still two weeks left. Usually it's the second to last Friday of the month, but, uh, making a little exception this month. It's a, it's a five Friday month. So maybe that's part of the reason why we're making an exception, but also a while back, uh, back in 2016, I did kind of a three part, uh, series of quick tips all about pacing and, and, um, especially when it comes to races and, and how to build your pace, control your pace, what to do if you go out too fast and, uh, thought it might be seen as it's spring and there's some, some spring races, some pretty big spring races popping up over the next month or so, or at least I don't know if it's spring yet. Theoretically it's spring. Um, certainly it's going to be April soon. And there's, there's, there's some big races in April and May. And, and so all that to say, thought it might be good to, instead of like string this out over the next few months, do two of those three quick tips, one this week, one next week. So a, a back-to-back best of-ish situation. I'm explaining that because I know a few of you clowns will be like, dude, what the heck? Why are we getting a best of-ish now? 
That's why. So just you got a best of ish this week. You got another one next week. Then we got a Q&A. Then we're back to the, the regularly scheduled new quick tips, you know, program. For, and I know some of you don't even keep track, but I know there's a few of you that do. So in order to, to try to prevent some of the WTF emails, um, that's why we've got a, a best of ish today. Also another one next week. So this week talking about um, monitoring your pace on race day, which which theoretically should be pretty straightforward. I mean, we, we can all figure out what uh, what pace we need to run to hit our goal times for whatever distance we're training for, right? Those those calendars exist. And, and some of us even know, you know, kind of off the top of our head, I mean, I've said it a bunch of times that, you know, 906, 907 pace, something like that is uh, the pace for a two-hour half marathon. It's the pace for a four-hour marathon. Um, so so you kind of have an idea. And, and if you don't, you can, you can figure it out pretty easily. But successfully hitting your goal time on race day isn't quite as easy as just being like, oh, I've got to run a 906 and just set it and forget it. At least for me. I don't know. Maybe it is for you. But, you know, actually nailing it on race day, not only nailing the pace perfectly, but how often, and if you've run many races, I'm, I'm sure you can, you, the answer is probably just about every time. How often is the distance on your watch and the distance that you cover on the course exactly, you know, whatever, 5K, 13.1 miles, 26, like whatever, whatever race distance you're racing, you know that most of the time, if not all the time, the exact distance is a little bit off because of curves and the course and tangents and other runners and different bits and bobs. It's, it's not just as easy as running every mile at 9.06 and dot, 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 two hours because you're probably going to run, you know, 13.14 miles or 13.17, something like that. Maybe even longer, depending on the size of the race, the twists and turns, all that kind of good stuff. So, you know, hitting your goal time, I hate to say it, 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 it seems like it should be an exact science, but it's not. There's there's an art component to monitoring your pace on race day and hitting hitting the goal time. And the one thing that I would really try to encourage you to avoid doing, and I've seen people do this, and I like I don't think it's beneficial. I don't think it's. I mean, maybe it is for you. You know, I, I'm not here to try to tell you how to live your life and how to run your races and, and all that kind of good stuff. But I just don't think it's it's ideal to run a race, no matter how long the distance is with your head, you know, with your eyes basically glued to your watch and monitoring your, your, your splits and monitoring your pace second by second and average. Oh gosh, it's, it's nine Oh eight. I need to speed up. Oh, not now it's nine Oh four. I need to slow back down. Like, no, 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 no. And of course we're just using that, that two hour example, that nine Oh six, nine Oh seven pace as an example, but whatever your goal pace might be, whatever, whatever your, your time goal is, you, you know what your, your average pace needs to be. But man, trying to, to monitor step by step, mile by mile by mile, second by second, goodness gracious! Like to me, that's that's a one way ticket to the uh, to the asylum. Um, it would drive me crazy to try to do that. And and no matter how type A you are, and I know I know you people, at least I know some of you, and I know that I know where the type A. You type A plus a lot of you, and then there's a few of you B minuses like me, and you're like, yeah, why would anybody want to watch their, you know, monitor their watch that closely? I, I feel you. We're, we're on the same page there. But those of you that that struggle with it, or at least are are you know struggle with the idea of being a little bit off of goal pace as as the race progresses, what I would encourage you to do is not. 
be a slave to your watch, but use it as a tool. Use it as a guide. Use it as a way to, to help you stay on track. By glancing at it, certainly keeping an eye on things. But if you find yourself, you know, a little bit faster or slower than goal pace, don't panic. You know, if it's and if it's just a few seconds, can we can we all agree that as great as technology is and, and as advanced as our watches are, they're not perfect. They're not at least most of ours aren't military grade exactitude, like exact exact. So, you know, if if we're between nine oh eight and nine oh four, let's just call it nine oh six. Right. Even if it's 907, 905, like it's all, it all comes out in the wash. It's all about right there. You know, you start getting up into to 920, 930 territory. Don't panic. It's okay. Because it might just be, you know, between the, the, the time it, it beeped to the last satellite to the time it beeps to the next one, that it's just off a little bit, or you're running uphill a little bit or whatever. All right. But, but if you keep, if you, if you, if you keep a casual glance and you've noticed that your pace is, is been a little bit slower than you want it to be. Check in with your body. How are you feeling? Does this feel pretty easy? All right, well then dial it up just a little bit. Similarly, but differently, if I can go, if I if I can work that opposite bits of the of the English language there, um, dichotomy I think was the word I was going for. Couldn't quite get there, but we got there eventually. If you're running a little bit faster, maybe you're running eight fifty five pace, and you're like, God, I feel pretty good. Well, don't, nothing says that because the goal is two hours that like, you know, a 158 is a bad thing, right? I mean, I wouldn't make, I wouldn't even go so far as to say a 202 is a bad thing. Running the race is the good thing. But if the goal is, is two hours and you're feeling good and your pace is a little bit faster than goal pace, you know, lean into it. Now I'm not saying go for broke, of course, but ultimately what I'm trying to say is listen to your body more so than your watch. Yes, your watch is there as a guide. It's it's there as somewhat of a safety rail. Try to keep you within within the bounds of of you know being close to your goal. But but trust what your body is telling you more than what your technology is telling you. And this is something that requires a little bit of faith. Sometimes it requires a little bit of practice. You need some reps. You need to do this a few times. Maybe a good thing to try in training to to just let pace go in in terms of feedback from your watch and just run and see what happens. See what the pace turns out to be. But a lot of times I think, and this is somewhat anecdotal, but also a little bit of, of, you know, I mean, I've, I've worked with a few people and we've had some of these conversations. Sometimes we hold ourselves back because the watch is like, Oh God, I'm running, you know, 855 pace. I need to slow it down so I can, so I don't blow up. And obviously that's a concern. And that's actually what we're going to be talking more about in next week's best of ish. What happens if you do go out too hot, like way too hot. Um, but on race day, part of monitoring pace is, is being willing to, to, to push it a little bit, to take a little bit of a gamble, especially when you've got time goals that are a little bit ambitious. You know, you're trying to break two hours for the first time in the half marathon, you know, trying to, to, to set a new PR or, or maybe come close to a PR from a decade ago, you know, like that requires some, some, some willingness to take a risk, willingness to take a chance of blowing up. And maybe just maybe your fitness is at a point where the goal you set for yourself, maybe you could actually go a fair bit, dare I say, faster. But, you know, you're, you're trying to be conservative. So all that comes down to listening to your body. What is your body telling you? If your body's telling you you can go a little bit faster, don't worry about what your watch is telling you. 
Likewise, and this is this is the Debbie Downer portion of this episode, but likewise, if your body's telling you that that you're a little bit slower than goal pace and it's probably not maintainable, like it, it sucks to miss the goal on race day, but you know, I mean, you could go for it. You might blow up, but, but maybe your body's saying, Hey, we just, we just got to slow down a little bit today. Today's not your day. And again, I mean that, that sucks. It's as frustrating. Um, but this is a conversation I've had with one of my athletes recently. And we, we, it's kind of an ongoing conversation, but it's a reminder that, that race day is just a single data point. Like, yes, it's more important. I don't want to say it's more important. We, we tend to put more importance on it. You know, we put a little more shine on race day. We paid money to run a race course. You know, we, we kind of, you know, sometimes we travel, it's a big deal. We get the bling, all those things, but just because you don't hit the mark on race day or just because you do in the big picture, doesn't really, you know, it's one data point. It's one workout. It's one run. Um, so if, if your body is saying today that, yeah, you know, maybe not, I mean, I'm not saying just, just say the hell with it, but you know, you got to listen to your body is the moral of the story. So, you know, I think when it comes to monitoring pace on race day, um, it's, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky because we want to be in control. We want to, we want to, you know, we know again, if you, if you prepared it all in, in, in terms of what, what my goal pace needs to be, you know, what your splits need to be, you know, you need to run, you know, eight minute pace or nine minute pace or seven thirty two or ten twelve or whatever it is for your goal. You know what that pace is. But race day isn't the exact science that we want it to be. I wish it was. It'd make, it'd make preparing for races and str- strategizing for races a whole lot easier, both personally and professionally. But a big part of it is keeping an eye on your watch, giving yourself a chance to finish hard and, and you know come in underneath your goal time. But respecting that ultimately your body is in control, not the watch as much as we like it to be the case. So keep an eye on your pace, give yourself some buffer. Um, and if all goes well, you know, when you, when you get down there towards the, the last, uh, last 10th of a mile, my advice, not that anybody asked, but you're listening to me for free. So I guess I'm going to give you my advice. Maybe that means you asked, I don't know. Um, you know, once you can see the finish line, that's when it's time to go for broke. Um, and if, and if you've been doing an all right job, a good enough job of monitoring your pace throughout the race, when you see that finish line and you, and you, you know, go for broke, you'll hit it. You'll hit the mark. You'll get that PR. You'll get that BQ. You'll, you'll break that time, time barrier. Just don't, just don't put your head in your watch the whole way through. Like that just, I don't know. Again, if that, if that works for you, that works for you, but trying to be too exact, trying to, to, to expend or not trying to forcing yourself to expend all the mental energy to worry about a second or two at mile four of a half marathon. Um, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it, but that's just my, that's just my take. You know, it's just, that's just, that's just my view. Um, looking back on, on an episode from a while back on monitoring race pace. Um, keep an eye on things. Don't be a slave to your watch. And then when it's, when you get there towards the end, you know, give it hell, give it hell and see what happens. So there you go. How do you monitor your race, your, your pace on race day? I don't know if this one was helpful. Hopefully it was. Um, but I'm curious, you know, what you do, you know, what kind of buffers do you put in place? What kind of, um, you know, guardrails do you put in place in terms of alerts on your, on your watch? Do you use alerts on your watch? Say, all right, we're a little bit fast. We're a little bit slow. 
What works for you on race day? Let me know at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. Of course, you can shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And if all else fails, you can head back to the show notes for today, Dizruns.com slash 1135, Dizruns.com slash 1135. We'll get you there. Of course, we've got some some GIFs. We've got some memes. We've got that comment section down there at the bottom of the page. Feel free to, to let me know, you know, are you a control freak on race day? Are you a slave to your watch? Do you... Are you one of those crazy people of which I think I'm one where, you know, we just kind of don't even look at a watch and we just cruise. We just go, just listen to your body. Let the chips fall where they may when it's all said and done. How do you, how do you monitor your pace on race day? Curious to know what works for you. uh, And if you're willing to share it, whichever way works best, I'd love to hear it. Uh, One last call for the new heart rate keys giveaway. If you want to check it out, like I said, it's free, uh, hopefully helpful, hopefully useful, um, or if nothing else, let you know that, you know, I've had some of the, maybe the same struggles that you're dealing with. And here's what has worked for me. Uh, disruns.com slash heart rate keys is the link. Disruns.com slash heart rate keys, all one word. And it's keys with an S cause there's seven of them. There's multiple keys. There's not just one key to heart rate training success. There's probably more than seven, but I'm giving you seven of my biggest, biggest tips, biggest keys. Disruns.com slash heart rate keys. Check it out. Hopefully it's helpful. Hopefully it's useful. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, Like I said, we'll be back with more uh, race day pace monitoring slash next week talking about what to do if you go out a little bit too fast, how to try to pull back, avoid the blow up, uh, another best of-ish episode. Um, But until then, y'all take care. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? See you. (laughs) 